Second Shabbos have the Shavuos <coughs> in the Chutzlaretz, of course. That's in Agdesha. They'll be reading very Shlach. Apparently, Chukas Bolak is going to be going together this year. Um, Baalitzcha. It's a mission. It's a mission that we all have. It's a mission that we all have to go through. A mission that we all have to do. It's a mission for each and every one of us. And it's Teda. Teda Lashon And therefore, the life lesson that we learn from Teda... Teaches us, yeah, teaches us how to complete our mission here in this world. And then we wonder, we have a mission on this world? Is that what it's all about? had a discussion with somebody yesterday about well they were looking at it as Gilgulim that when a person goes through Hashem things in this world it's Kaparat Avonot for the for the Neshama for what happened before Shama was on this world before and it did certain things and therefore in order to be forgiven for what it did it goes through certain things in this world today in this life but Shem Tov taught us <laughs> what the uh, world psychology uh thought pattern or, or approach is the concept of positive thinking. Hashem didn't teach us positive thinking. There's no such animal as positive thinking. We're not going to outthink or overthink. We don't have the concept that we need to think positively. We need to think with belief in Hashem. We need to believe in Hashem. We have to understand what Hashem does and says is all for his master plan. Now, does he send us the itinerary before we get when we're born? No. As a matter of fact, we learned today in today's Tanya about the year. Uh, <coughs> how, how a child is nurtured. 
um, based on what the mother eats while the mother, while the father, while the baby is being carried in the mother's womb. And then thereafter, whatever the person is fed or whatever the person eats throughout the course of their lives, is what they're fed, is how they live. Can a person control what they eat? Yeah. Control what you eat. Because you put it in your mouth, you don't put it in your mouth. Put down the spoon. We have control to a certain extent known as Bechira Chavshis. Freedom of choice. We can choose to do good or to do good. Obviously, choosing to do bad is not the option. Unfortunately, we have a Yetzirah, and the Yetzirah tends to twist us a little bit and turn our head a little bit and blind us a lot of bit. To an extent where, yes, unfortunately, people do things wrong. People have an opportunity, though, in this lifetime, to do tshuva. It's not an opportunity, but that is the way of the world. This is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu has us in that realm, in that way of doing, to do tshuva for the most severest and the most harshest things that we could have possibly done. Sometimes tshuva is a simple coin in the pushka, and sometimes tshuva can be very severe. In the olden days, Chassidim used to fast, and they used to go through see gufim and different things that they used to torture their body with, not chasson, torture their body um, with breaking their bones or hammers or nails or chasson, things like that, but simply with the lack of eating, lack of deprivation of sleeping, etc. One chassid was rolling in a, in a mound of ants, let the ants bite him. This is not today's practice. This is not what today's Aveda is in the world. We have an Aveda. We have to serve Hashem. Ivdu as Hashem b'simcha. B'simcha does not mean positive. Simcha means with joy. Serve Hashem with joy. But... I'm going through. I'm going through a, a, a living Gehenna. I'm going through the tortures. I'm going through such pains. I'm going through such problems. Some people, Rahman al are going through illnesses. Some people are going through Shadduchim problems. Some people are going through all the different things that people come through. Rahman al Divorces and, and, and children, Rahman al there's so many different things that people go through which seemingly are tzadis, their pain, their torture. Where do you want me to come off to Simcha here? How do you want me to drive, to rise above this in Simcha? Whether it be driving in Eretz Yisrael and two different cars and the wife and the, and the daughter Rahman and the son are killed. 
which we had very recently, or whether it be somebody that Zechariah gets ill. Or some of us look at life and say, I have, I'm competing, the person says they're competing with Eeyuh. All the Tsar and Tsaras that Eeyuh went through, they have, they say, I'm in full stead competition. Not me, Chatzor. person saying that. And they feel that, and they believe that, and they go through that, and they live that and they take that morbid approach tells us Teda tells us Hashem if does Hashem Basimcha I told this person yesterday how one needs to be strong and one needs to hold on and one needs to understand that there's always people to come to to talk to to feel that feel for you and they genuinely care and everything else and the person told me, they're their own rock. They're their own rock. They understand, and they know, and they believe, and they forge, and they keep going. They persevere. They take day by day. And the only thing they're concerned about is the people around them, the children, whatever, that they should be taken care of. But they're their own rock. They have a quality within themselves that gives them the strength to overcome and to rise above the trials and the tribulations they're being put through. Nakash Baruch should bench them talking with long life and health and longevity and nachas and parnasa and everything called to sell. They should live for many, 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 many years see the children, the grandchildren. But I heard this line from this person, I'm my own rock. Appreciate when I have the branch, the olive branch, I have the person that reaches out, the person that can help, the person that can talk to, the person I can relate to. I appreciate that. But I, for myself, I don't feel forlorn and forsaken. I know and believe Agarish Baruch Hu has a plan. And I'm part of the plan. But in the beginning of the conversation, the person was under the, the assumption that they're a Gilgal of somebody, they're a Shama the beforehand that needed to have Kaparas Avenis, had to have its sins forgiven and therefore they have to be subjected to what they're going through in life. We have a mission. Every neshama comes down in the world with a purpose. Rather than taking an approach that chas my neshama that I have, is one of something that needs to repent and needs to do tshuva, we need to simply take a little, little tweak to that train of thought. And that my neshama is on this world because it didn't complete a mitzvah the way it was supposed to complete it before. Whether it was tzedakah, whether it was kindness, whether it was a favor, whether it was feeding somebody, helping an old elderly person, whatever it might have been, 
a mitzvah that needs to be completed, or maybe the person did, did mitzvahs without complete total simcha, simchas chayim, joy and happiness of life and of, of serving God. And therefore my neshama needs to simply be rectified, be fixed with simcha, with joy, with taking to a next level of joy and happiness. So that I can fix whatever was not completed. I'm not chasashon. Nobody's going chasashon through any kind of anything because we're being punished. Or well, definitely not because we're being punished for a, before, a life before. And a Shema like that, Rahman al Sun comes down in different gulim and different things. Some Rahman al Sun come down in animals, some come down even in plants. Some down. That's not for you to understand, to judge. It's not for a person in today's day and age to think about. Today's day and age, one needs to think that I am an Ashama that has to be completed, that has to be doing its mitzvahs and learning its tater the way it's supposed to be, and completing what has to complete what has to be completed in the world with joy and with happiness. I have gone through. I've gone through enough that, that no matter how much therapy I go to, no matter how many, whatever I go through, I, I, I can't get over it, I can't overcome, I can't get past, I can't this, I can't that. So it must be that I needed to be suffering on this world for something. There's no such thing as a free lunch. There's no such thing. The person is, a mission on this world is to light the world and make the world a better place. No matter what you've been subjected to, no matter what card you've been handed, no matter what card you've been dealt, that's the word, you need to take that and see how I can make a betterment, an embitterment for the world and for my surroundings and for the people that I come to and the people that I reach out to and the people that I in contact with and the people that I touch in life. If Pasha's not so, he's after Shavuos, obviously he's Baha'u'llah so much more so. Baha'u'llah always has to be after. Nasa on a rare occasion could be before. Arab Yomtev, literally. But very rare. But Baha'u'llah is definitely after Shavuos, after Mount and we begin with the commandment of being lighting the Meneda, the Nedas Hamikdash. Rashi says a very interesting explanation. The Rashi only explains Pshutei Shalmikra, the simple explanation of the Pasuk. So when the Pasuk says something, the little ben five-year-old of the Ben Chamesh the Mikra says, what exactly does that mean in the Pasuk? And Rashi explains that Pasuk. Rashi, the hero of the five-year-old, the Ben Chavish, the Mikra, tells us what's Baha Aleischa when it goes up, Baha Aleischa Sanedis. It should say, Baha Likas, Baha Lakas 
when you're lighting the candle, what is Ba'alischa meaning rising up? That the flame should rise up on its own. <coughs> Not just light the candle and walk away. <coughs> when one lights the candle, one needs to wait until the, the flame rises. So much so that that flame can now illuminate as well. The lighting of the base in the minute of the base Hamikdash is well. I hate to use the, the word Hashem symbolic, but ultimately that's what it, we're talking about here. The idea, the main stay idea here, is as we said, Tate is Lashon Hedo. Tate is a lesson. I don't read over the Tate year after year and get a story out of it. It's not a storybook. Tate is a Lashon Hedo, a lesson to teach us how to live our lives. Therefore, that said, when the ta- when we read a parsha Baal Yischa, and it talks about Baal Yischa as Hanedos, to making sure that the light and the candle rises up on its own, it therefore teaches us a life lesson. And as we read that parsha again every year, we need to rejuvenate, and we need to rekindle, literally speaking, the spirit of the Parsha. The spirit of the mission of what the Parsha hands us. Although the Mineta itself lit the room, the Mineta basically does not need the light of the Mineta. A Mineta, we look at it, and it has a Mineta itself, the body of the Mineta, and then it has the fires kindled on top of it. A Jew has the physical body, which is like the body of the Mineta, the embodiment of the Mineta, and the Neshama, as it says, Neir Avaya Nishmas Adam, the light of God is the Neshama of the person, and therefore the tafkid, the mission of each and every Jew, is to be like a menorah that illuminates. And the body is only a vessel that holds, that embodies this holy neshama, so that it can illuminate and do its mission on this world. And just like Arnakayin used to light the menorah and Vesavidash, so to Baruch Hu lights these menedas, kindles the menedas of the Eden. Like we just said, Neiravai and Ishmael. Hakadosh Baruch Hu sends down the neshama into this world. He lights up. He kindles the spark within it, 
and gives it a strength, gives it a power to be able to light on its own. And that's why at the beginning of Tanya, we say, Keep his score at home is the end of Masech, the third Perek and Nida. And the Tzemach Tzedek teaches, what is Mashbiyan? Is Lashon Seveya, satisfied, sates. He gives enough of the Kachis, he fulfills enough Kachis for, for the person to be able to complete his Aveda. And thereby, that the person themselves should be a shalheva, should be a flame that kindles and lights. The tachlis, the bottom line, is that a Jew lights within himself, but if he only lights, only kindles, because of the kayach of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because of what HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave him, that spark, he's not from completing his mission. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants the person with his own kirchis, with his own strength, should do the job of lighting up the world, the light of Kedusha. <coughs> and therefore, we give him, as we said before, we have freedom of choice. So that we can do our thing, we can complete our mission, and with our own strength, with our own choice, with our own will. But the actual lighting itself, that first spark, comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He gives us the kayak that we should ultimately be a shalhevis We should be a flame that rises up on its own. How do we rein that in? How do we bring that in? Where do we have Melech? Where do we all of a sudden have our own Koyach? Who are we? We are simply creations. And as we've been learning in Tanya the last few days, since we started Shariq al-Amunah, without HaKadosh Baruch Hu recreating, and constantly thinking and doing, and making us exist, we don't exist. We won't exist. We'll be back to Ayin. So how does one say or do or think I can accomplish? I am the one that's doing something. I am the one that's making it work. also the Yimara says, Misaye ein beimamish. This help is not doesn't have something that holds on the substantial. However, Akadosh Baruch Hu, when Akadosh Baruch Hu is Misaye, Akadosh Baruch Hu helps out and gives the kayak to a Jew to light up the world with the light of kedusha. 
But aim by mamish. This help that the Chodesh Baruch gives is not something with a substantiality. It doesn't have a physical essence to it. It's spiritual. And the spirituality doesn't have any direct effect on anything physical. The fact is... That bridge between the spiritual and the physical is on you. It's on you and I. You and I. The human being itself. <coughs> the mere fact that he can translate <coughs> the spiritual help that he receives from to physical, mundane, worldly things. This key to drive, this strength to do, was given to Makarish Baruch to each and every person. And Makarish Baruch wants Tafke that this spirituality should come about and should be reflected in the world, Tafke through the person. So we're facing two little, a little dilemma here, a little bit of a controversy. From one side, Akash Baruch is the one that lights the Meneda, the Meneda of the Jew. And gives the Kayach that it should rise up on its own. But still in all, the Jew is the one that chooses how he wants to make it work. How he makes, how he implements this how he applies this, excuse me, how he applies this into his daily life. And this is therefore the commandment (coughs) given to every Jew. To light up the world that's around him, his surroundings in the light of Kedusha. Until so much so that the light Light that light illuminates on its own. Until so much so, that we are the ones that are going to bring about the tachlis hashlemus negula mitzvah hashlema, the ultimate full redemption. Because that is our mission in this world, and that is our lesson that we take from Baha'u'llah that the making the light, making the Shalhevis rise on its own, seeing to it that not only my light, my candle is lit, but that my neighbors and my neighbor are next to him as well. And not only is his candle lit, <coughs> I have to make sure his candle's lit, that her candle's lit in a way that shall have us that the flame is rising on its own, and they are now ready to see to it to influence the next person. So when a person, a man, goes out and he puts on film with another man, it's not just putting on the film in here, 
It's getting the person to put on the tefillin on a daily basis, and not only to put on tefillin on a daily basis, but as my dear, my dear, dear friend slash relative, Shia Hecht Stark in Flatbush, Hecht Bookstore, has a major, major campaign, which he calls Tefillin Stop. Tefillin Stop, he asks all different businesses of any different kind to set up a corner in their store with a Tefillin Stop, a big stop sign outside says Tefillin Stop, where one can come in, take the tefillin, put on tefillin, and say, daven, whatever they want to daven, and go right there. And, this Kenainat has taken off, like wildfire. He has tefillin stops, literally throughout the world. Stores that are grabbing it, grabbing the opportunity. Obviously, a lot of the stores buy their own tefillin. Some tefillin stops are willing to take on a tefillin, make a tefillin stand and a stop in their store, but they need somebody to give them a pair of tefillin. So he has sometimes, he reaches out and says, who compares to who, who's ready to sponsor the next pair of tefillin? And Baruch Hashem, I don't think he goes out more than 10 minutes ever asking who's sponsoring the next pair. There's always somebody jumping on the opportunity. He's lighting the world one candle at a time. But in a way, and it's inevitable. It's inevitable when you see sometimes you go over to a group of people, Shalom Lachem! And they all of a sudden answer Shalom. They don't look anything like the actual Brooklyn Hasidic Jew. But when you say Shalom Lachem, everybody knows how to answer Shalom. Because that's what the neshama does. And immediately you walk over and you roll up the first uh, first sleeve. My, my grandson Baruch Hashem, named after my father, is tomorrow, So one of my sons is compiling some memories of my father. And he remembers once, as a little boy, we came to visit my father at his workplace, he was outside, getting some sun, which he liked to do. And he sees my father standing there, my father's really getting older, it wasn't so easy for him to stand. Standing there, (laughs) he's got this guy, holding on to him, he's rolling up the guy's sleeve, not asking any questions, and wrapping him in tefillin. And this is a memory a child has of his grandfather. No question. Mr. Yid, you have to When I had, last year, I went for my, not last year, a few months ago, I went to my mother-in-law's yard site, we went to visit to the Kaisal in the morning. It was difficult to get a minion by the Kaisal. <laughs> Sounds ironic. Hard to make a minion by the Kaisal for Shachas. For one simple reason, because there's a twin stand in by the Kaisal. 
and he's one man, and there's constantly Baruch Hashem groups showing up there, and you just can't look at that and say, first of all, how could he get managed to juggle all of them, and just think that perhaps two or three are going to say, I'm not waiting and walk away, Chasho. So you immediately, ah, I'll dive in a minute, and you run over, and, you, and which is what we, we ended up doing. Bashkara um, Pratis, the group that showed that I came, that walked over to, were from South America. And the uh, fellow at the film stand is an Israeli fellow who has a broken English. Yiddish he can speak, and English he can speak, Hebrew he speaks. Spanish is not his forte. So Baruch Hashem, I was able to help out in that. And I explained to them all what's going on. They all were not, none of them were foreign to it, but none of them were really ultimately fully familiar. They knew that there's a mitzvah. They, most of them had bar mitzvahs. I believe all. I don't know if I, don't, I didn't ask them if it was the first time because there was no time, Baruch Hashem. Literally juggling one to the next. And my son, my son, we were all there as a group. Can I have a, a, a nice sized group? They all Baruch Hashem put on film. They at least said Shema, some said more. And we got invited. And then we ended up ultimately Dabi Ramin. What was the main point? I knew that I came here today in the morning, out of all the days of the year, that I had to come down by the Kesel Amaravi. Was a day that this group is going to show up. And this group will remember, not necessarily me per se, but they'll remember that they came to the castle, and even there they were able to talk Spanish, they were able to ask questions, they were able to get their answers, and it was so uplifting for them. How many of them will go back to where they came from and repeat what happened, this of the experiences, of all the experiences they had in Israel? Who knows? But their mission is, ultimately, and as my mission is, to see to it that they continue putting on film every day. I don't have a cash with any of them, unfortunately. I don't have a connection with any of them. But uh, they put on film that hopefully from this experience they'll want to put on film every day. And they'll inspire their friends and neighbors to do the same. And that's actually what happens when a group comes over and they, well, they're all shy, they're all this, they're all that. You break the ice. You break the ice. Sometimes you're lucky and there's a guy amongst the group that breaks the ice for you and says, I'm going to put on, everybody else will follow me. And sometimes you don't have that. You have to do it yourself. You have to break the ice and get that first person to put on. And then everybody follows suit. Because that's what mitzvahs are. When one candle gets lit, it lights automatically the forest fire. And it lights to the next one, and the next one, and the next one. And we've told that story many, many, many times of the uh, Destiny song. I think it's from Destiny. One of these uh, tapes, music songs, music, uh, modern Jewish musics, where they have, they take stories, or they make stories, 
and they make a song out of it. And that particular story was a family, nice Jewish family, who wanted to quote unquote Rahman al assimilate. They wanted out. They went as far as changing their name to say O'Brien or something modern as far as it goes. Moved out to the suburb where everybody there is not remotely Jewish even. And Hasan to put a mezuzah on their front door or anywhere in their house, their neighbors ever come over, they should never see such a thing. Child is sent off to public school, etc. Bayim, Hanukkah time. It was Hanukkah time. And the daughter came home because the Havdalah, it was December. And the child in school was talking to her friends, her secular friends, or her non Jewish, or maybe even her non Jewish that don't want to be Jewish friends. And everybody was talking about their trees. No, not Hanukkah trees. The trees that they have in their house now for the holiday season. How they decorate it and what they put on it and what the So the little girl came home and said, Daddy, I also want a tree. This was the branch that cracked the tree. <laughs> Straw that broke the camel's back. Even Mr. O'Brien here could no longer take it. He says, I want to have mezuzahs, I want this, I want to put on film, I want to eat kosher. But to go become a chasashalm, a Catholic, chasashalm, put up a tree, that's, that's, that's over the top. And he was in Manhattan the next day, and a fellow walked over to him from this funny looking trailer, camper, and said, are you Jewish? And he says, uh, you're definitely Jewish, Tatla. He says, here, happy Hanukkah. And he gave him a box, candles, and a menorah. It hit him like a ton of bricks. And he came home and he told his daughter, my dear daughter, we don't like to practice Judaism. We're not doing anything with the Jewish. And we don't want anyone to know we're Jewish. But we're definitely not going to go that route with a tree. And therefore, I'm going to break the, the ice here. Whether the people know, what they don't know, what they care, what they don't care, I don't care anymore. I see now, by reminding me about this tree, how and who I am. And therefore, come what may, he parted the curtains in the front window and his wife was looking and saying, what are you doing? You're ruining everything we have. He says, I can't anymore. And he lit his menorah in the window. And he sat down with a yarmulke on his head, reminiscing, remembering probably his father, his grandfather, lighting their menorahs. All because the child wanted a tree. And he, this is what the straw that broke the camel's back, this is what tipped, took, tipped him over the ice. Didn't take long. 
as he's sitting by his menorah, the doorbell rings. He says, this is it. Tells his wife, they're going to chas shalom lynch us over here. They're going to drive us out of the neighborhood. He opens the door, and stakke, a committee, a bunch of neighbors standing outside. They said, O'Brien, step outside with us, please. Not only that, they're going to break my bones because I'm a Jew. But as he steps outside, they show him, look up the block. In all their houses, in their front windows, burnt menorahs. They all lit menorahs because he lit his. His candle, his shalheves, his flame went up and didn't just light his room, lit up the entire block. And all those people that claimed not to be Jewish, didn't identify as Jewish, suddenly remembered and were reminded of the beautiful Chag of Hanukkah, of the Meneda and the mission and the message of the Meneda to light up the world. And they too took the initiative and lit the Menedas in their windows to show the world what became later. Inevitable. Inevitable. Mezuzas <laughs> went up probably on the whole block. Inevitable, one of the houses turned into a shul. Um... <laughs> all from the tree because the child wanted something for a holiday spirit and ultimately got the true holiday spirit of the Meneda Shalevis and Meneda this expansion has many many different things to talk about it was out of Pesach and these people had a little problem they could not come into the Holy Temple because they were impure. What, were they, what way were they impure? Because they were Tommy the mess. He was going home about a Pesachim, Tzadikam and Beis, a Sukkah, Chafeim and Beis. Le'yachlu la'hakri v'skarban ha'pesach me'adayin they were not able to light the menorah in the right. The, sorry, they were not able to bring the carbon pesach in its right time, and they came before Moshe and Aaron with a big taina, with a big complaint. Why are we worse than anyone else? Why are we being punished here? We had to deal with dead bodies. We are now there for tome for X amount of time, and it happens to be erev pesach now already, and we're not going to be become pure for another few days. Why are we being punished? The fact that we were not able to bring the carbon Pesach. And Mesha does not know the answer. This is one of the times that Mesha was punished for telling the Jews anything you have a problem, anything bring to me, anything you don't understand, bring to me. And Kosh Baruch said, it's not to you, it's all from the And therefore, he turns to the Ebishter, because he forgot this din, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu answers him 
the dinim of Pesach Sheni. An opportunity, Yudalit Nisan is when we bring the Karbim Pesach. One month later, Yudalit Ir is the second chance known as Pesach Sheni. Now, we just completed last week on the 12th day of Sivan also what's known as Tashlumim of the Chag there was not enough time in one day for everyone to bring their Kabbanas they came to be and therefore they were able to they were able to mash them until Yudbeiz Lachedish to the 12th day of the month but they're not actually Yomtev It's allowed, it's permitted, it's recommended, it's given the mitzvah that way, but it's not the actual yomtiv. And the same thing, carbon Pesach. You dal the nissans when the Torah tells us to bring the carbon. So as we said, Shavuos is sixth day of Sivan, and we can bring Kabbalah until the twelfth day of Sivan. Okay, that's Tashlumen. There's no time to complete Kabbalah in one day, and therefore we're given six more days to do it. Here, I'm not telling you, I'm giving you next next few days to make it up. Next month, a month later. How does that fit? It's not a chalamoid here. A month, a chalamoid, a month for Yamtev. Let us understand what the whole essence of this Pesach Sheni is all about. And how it has to do with the month of Ir, which is the month after, when Pesach is Nisan, the next month. There is a special connection here between the two, the month of Ir and the Karim Pesach. There were two stages of which the redemption took place. The Surmeira, turning away from the bad, and only then can a person achieve the second stage of Asetev, doing good. Chedesh Nisan is the time that we are given of the Surmeira. Aveda of Surmeira turning away from bad. Going out of Mitzrayim. Pasik says, Kibora Chaom. 
the nation ran away from there. We ran away from the evil and the wickedness of Mitzrayim. After that came Chedesh Yir. A month in which we constantly strived, we constantly worked on ourselves to elevate ourselves out from the depths of the Tumah of Mitzrayim, to wipe it away, to clean it away, so that we can receive the Torah. And this we therefore see, if you keep in score at home, the Yamana Pesach and Tzadikhe, in the beginning of Amar Aleph, in the Mishnah, we see that difference, that shows so blatant, that blatant difference between the first Pesach and the second, Pesach Lishon and Pesach Shini. In Yudalat Nisan, There's a time where we need to be taking the chomets out of our house. And we have a love, two love in the Tera, Bayerah, You cannot see it, you cannot find it, it cannot be in your house at all. Chomets has to be eradicated. Pesach Sheni, you let her have chametz. As a matter of fact, it doesn't matter. There's chametz, matzah in the house altogether. Chagiga. It's great. Great stuff. You can actually eat your carbon Pesach on a rye bread. No, not, not quite. Empty matzah. But you'll have to eat rye bread that day too. Chametz symbolizes evil. And in Pesach Rishon, there's an Iser of Chometz. In the first Pesach, there's a prohibition of Chometz. We need to take and eradicate the evil and the bad totally. And there's a Iser, not just we need to wipe it out, there's a prohibition to have any of its left in the house even. Even the slightest drop. Since in the first stage, a person can't just wipe everything out. Sometimes we just need to get away from it. We need to find it, a closet for it, a home for it, a, a drawer, a basement, an attic. But the second stage... Now we can fix this bad. We can fix the evil. We can elevate it. We can make it holy. We can sanctify it. And therefore we're at a level already where chometz umatza imebebayas. It doesn't matter what you have here. I can handle it all. This is the lesson of Pesach Sheni. The highest level in service of Hashem. Although, who is bringing a carbon of Pesach Shemi? Those people that neglected or did not, or were not able to bring a Pesach Rishon. Bottom line, buddy, 
you weren't there when you had to be there. So the Cheda, we want to look, we, one would look down. Cheda tells us a very interesting thing. Either Tame the Nefesh or were very, very, very far to travel. And therefore they could not make it by Basic Krishna. So although one would say, you should have tried harder, you should have left earlier, you should have this, should have, and should have, and should have. Taylor not only tells you that you can make it up, you could do a step, you, what you're going to do is a step higher than the other one. Because here you're allowed to even have comments with you. That's why Pesach Sheni is in Chedish Ir, which is the second stage of service of Hashem. We already completed re- fixing and, and repairing and elevating and purifying the evil. And this is, each and every one of us is given this strength. Not only to run away from the evil, but to take the bad and turn it over into good. Until they take the actual golos, which is the bad of the egg of the exile, and turn it over into gula mitzvah That's our mission. Many things happen in this parasha. You get the moon, etc. Towards the end of the parasha, the Torah tells us the humility of Meisha. Ve'ish Meisha onav me'ed mikol adam, kol ha'adam shapnei adama. Meisha was the most humble person, any person in the world. We need to understand. Meisha went up to Sinai. We spoke about this. He was with Akash Baruch for 40 days and 40 nights. And before that he took the Jews out of Mitzrayim. And Akash Baruch guarantees him, they're always going to believe in you. How did Moshe become so humble? Moshe, did Moshe recognize that he was so great? But each time that he recognized, as great as he might be, he realized that it came, where it's coming from. Had this been given to anybody else, when he was given, they would have done better. And therefore he was humble. Moshe was a prophet. And he was the highest level of prophecy. Pasik tells us there will never be another prophet like Mesha. 
prophecy does not come from the way a person builds up his life, the way a person establishes himself. Prophecy is given from God. If that's the case, Moshe knew very well, and nobody else could merit to this level of prophecy, how could he have been the most humble person in the world? So therefore we have to say that on the foundation of his humility, not just that he said if somebody else would be they would do better, It was an humility from within himself, as well, within himself, higher than regular calculations. And we find this by Hakadosh Baruch Hu that says, "The Makom Gedolas Shachadosh Baruch Hu Shamat Ameitzav and Nesenu." It's Gemara Vikim Yisgarn Home and Megillah Lamer Aleph Lamer Aleph. The place that you will find the greatness of God, you'll find the humility. And it's definitely clear that by Hakadosh Baruch Hu, there's no place to say that God could be humble. But this is another ba'etzim. This is a humility from its essence of its own. And this was the ty- same type of anivas that Mesha had, in addition to what he thought that if somebody else would have done, they would have done better. It was in a level of a very, very high spiritual level which he received just as the godliness, the, the humility of God. So more so, the actual existence and Cheshmer the Mesha said that caused him this humility was because he was humble and this is a simple Cheshmer each and every one of us can do this themselves and still in all not every one of us can reach to this level but the foundation of this humility of Mesha Rabbeinu was in that of the essence of his humility higher than true humility that a person goes through this is something that literally was a godly spirit and therefore he was able to speak face to face with God and still remain an un of more than anyone else in the world to feel himself lower than any other person and this was the Maile Gedele of Mesha this was the greatness of Mesha how he was able to keep in check, and this is something we need to do on our own, always keep in check and say to ourselves, I'm not that special, and therefore whatever I'm getting from Akash Baruch is a blessing. And another one of the modern day songs, yesterday was history, tomorrow is a mystery, today is a gift, and that's why they call it the present. Let today ha- receive the ultimate present, of the Geula, Amitus Hashem, by the Mashiach Tzakein, and the Sidereinu Mishenu, and Yerushalayim Merakedes, Shabbat Shalom to all.